He's saying, I want to give you revelation confirmation on human declaration. I'm making a declaration. We as the church, we as individual Christians ought to be helping the weak. Welcome to Treasure Truth with pastor and author James Ford Jr., senior pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad that you're with us today. Got a question for you. What is true religion? You know, if you look at the book of James, it says it's to help care for widows and orphans. And generally, I think we think of widows and orphans as those who don't have much, those who are poor. And that's exactly what the Apostle Paul is saying in Acts chapter 20. He's saying that we, as the body of Christ, as Christians, ought to be helping the weak, those who need help fending for themselves and caring for themselves. And maybe one of the reasons that God has entrusted a little bit more to you than you need is so that you can do what Paul is saying and what James would say to care for those who are weak and needy and the poor. After all, that's what Scripture says true religion is. Well, that's what Pastor Ford is looking at in today's program as we continue a message called Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. Here is Pastor Ford. We're going to talk about the fourth reason that God gave money, to share with those in need. Now watch, Acts 20, 35. I have showed you all things. This is Paul uh, speaking. He's saying to them, I have showed you all things, how that so laboring, you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Now, you and I both know that a text without a context is both a pretext and a proof text, that if somebody gives you a text without a context, you've just been calm. How many of you, have ever heard that verse in isolation? In other words, Jesus said it's more blessed to give than to receive. How many heard it just preached like that? I know you heard it because I've said it like that. But here I need to connect the context with it. Why? Listen to what Paul says. I have showed you all things how so that laboring you ought to support the weak. So here's what he's connected it to. He's saying, I want to give you revelation confirmation on human declaration. I'm making a declaration. We as the church, we as individual Christians ought to be helping the weak. Now, let me remind you of what Jesus said because it's not in the Bible. So we don't have it recorded where Jesus said this. But how do you know he said it? Because Paul said he said it. And Paul's words are called scripture. So then he puts it in the context of what? Helping the weak, the feeble, the left, the lost, the least, the hungry, the helpless, the homeless. And notice something. He says, listen to this. I have showed you all things. He didn't say I told you. He said, by my model, I gave you the message that had manifestation or used my means to meet what people needed. If it wasn't Bible study, I'd tell you, look at your neighbor and say, do you talk helping people or do you walk helping people? (laughs) That's it. 
Hey, you got to ask yourself, are you a sponge giver, are you a flint giver, or are you a honeycomb giver? Well, let me, let me see. You, you decide. See, a sponge absorbs and only give when it's squeezed. And so they'll keep taking in and taking in and taking in until they don't have room in the basement. They don't have room in the attic. Uh, it's a midnight junkie that buys everything that hits the television that they, they see it and they, I need that. And my brother-in-law had me laughing uh, because he was at a church service, and the first thing, the church service was four hours. And uh, they had taken about six offerings. And he said it was getting ready to, to conclude. He said, but we can't leave because we need about $100 more. So I'm going to put the Levites on the door, and I ain't letting y'all out of here till we collect this $100. My brother-in-law had me cracking up. He said that the guy that was sitting a couple people over from him got up and said an expletive deletive out loud. Said, I'll be. You know what? Y'all done squeezed out of me. All you getting out of me. He said, I don't care who on that door. They better not be on there when I walk out because I'm getting up. And he said, all eyes was on this guy. I'm getting up and I'm walking out of here right now. I dare a Levite to try to stop me. from. Y'all done squeezed out of me. All you going to squeeze out of me tonight. I said, well, what happened, Bill? He said, when he got to the door, the Levite said, boom, and opened the door. And let him in. <laughs> yeah, and, and so you know how they squeeze. Now, one thing for sure, you ain't never been squeezed here. Amen. 36 years, I ain't never squeezed you in an offering. I don't need to. You want to know why? Because those who love Jesus don't need to be squeezed. Yeah. And so the harder you squeeze it, the more comes out of it. Are you a sponge Christian, got to be squeezed to get something out of you? Or are you a flint Christian? You know what a flint is, you know. A flint has to be hit. It has to be struck in order to produce anything. And what does it produce after it's struck? Who knows what a flint is? What does a flint produce after it's been struck? Sparks and chips. So you ain't getting much out of them, no matter how hard you hit them. <laughs> but a honeycomb oozes and overflows with his own sweetness. And it gives in two ways, voluntarily and continually. So which one are you? See, there are too many of us that are Dead Sea Christians. The Dead Sea is called the Dead Sea because everything flows in and nothing flows out. I was just in Port of Iota, suffering for Jesus, and uh, I was right on the ocean. And I could walk to the ocean. Uh, but guess what I do whenever I go uh, to where the ocean is? I put my foot in to say I've been in the ocean because right. I don't swim. And I don't do water unless it's in a bathroom or unless it's in a whirlpool. But guess what? When I was in Israel, I swam in the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is so rich in minerals, you can't sink. So I started off. I, I, I was doing whatever you call this. Then I flipped over on my back, you know, backstroke or whatever you called it. But, but when it came time to get out and I, I came close to shore, you can't stand up. You have to pull yourself all the way to the shore and get your feet on the ground in this much water in the Dead Sea. You can't stand up. 
Anybody who knows the book of Revelation knows uh, that Russia from the north and China from the east are going to attack Israel according to the book of Revelation and the book of Ezekiel. And why are they doing it? Because in the Dead Sea, there is more mineral richness and ores uh, per land base than anywhere in the world. Gazillions of dollars in the Dead Sea. But it's called the Dead Sea because it always takes in and it never gives out. As opposed to Jordan River, it's called the life-flowing Jordan. I've been in there too. I had to get baptized in the Jordan. So I got baptized three times. One for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Ghost. Bless three and one. Got baptized when I was uh, 13 because my mama said, now your sins are on you. And I almost drowned the preacher. When he put me under that water, that water went in my nose, almost drowned him too. I went in a dry center. I came up a wet one. I wasn't converted. But then after I got saved, I got believer's baptism. And so I, I said, I'm a believer. I was baptized, but it didn't mean anything. It was like having a wedding band, but not being married. Now that I'm married to Jesus, I want to publicly proclaim and put on my Christian wedding band, baptism. And then when I went to, to, to Jordan, I said, oh, I'm getting baptized in this. And I guarantee you, bro, Ralph, I swear it. I know people deny it. But where I went in and got baptized... That's exactly where Jesus went. And I, I could just feel it. I, the Holy Ghost stole him. But the Jordan, you know what? At the mouth of the Jordan, which is where we were, the mouth of the Jordan, it's about this wide. It starts about this wide. But by the time you get to the end of it, it it's, it's as wide as this building and deep as this building. Why? Because it gives. And give. Are you a river or are you just a swamp as a Christian? Hmm. J.D. Rockefeller becomes an example of what I'm talking about, sharing with those uh, who are in need. And I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read this whole thing to you uh, uh, because I took it off of uh, Inspiration 31 uh, 316, which is a, a Bible teaching program. And here's what he said, quote, at 33 years of age, John D. Rockefeller was America's first millionaire. At age 43, he ran the largest company in the world, Standard Oil. At 53, he was America's first billionaire. By this time in the early 1900s, he was so sick that he could only eat crackers and milk. He was on his deathbed. As a matter of fact, newspapers had already written his obituary and was just waiting until he died to run it on the front page. They just knew he was going to die. At the same time, he was hung in effigy because people hated him and said that he was full of greed. That was the man who said, how much money is enough? And he said, always just one more dollar. Rockefeller also called himself a Christian. I know people like that. So what happened? Although he realized God had given him the gift to accumulate wealth, the gift had become a curse because he didn't seek or know his true purpose in gathering wealth. It reminds me of a statement by a pastor who once said something about being wealthy. God will give it to you if he can get it through you. One night when he couldn't sleep, Rockefeller sought God and received a vision. He realized in the vision that the Lord was saying, all the money in the world will do you no good in heaven or in hell. Your job and your responsibility are to give it away. The next morning, he took action. 
He gathered his staff and formed the John D. Rockefeller Foundation. His philanthropy has changed the world, set the pattern for other philanthropists, and wiped out many diseases during the early part of that century. Like many miracles, as Rockefeller, listen to this, found his true calling, his health turned around, and he spent the next 40 years giving away the wealth that he accumulated. When he discovered his true calling for his wealth, he received the peace of mind that came with it and the inner healing that led to the outer healing. He learned that you can't be the Dead Sea, you can't be a swamp, you've got to be a Jordan. And when he realized that God gave him the wealth so that he could be a channel, he has given literally his foundation still gives away literally tens of millions a year. And since he's been gone, they have given away literally billions and billions of dollars through the John D. Rockefeller Foundation. I wonder, does God have to make you get sick in order for you to find out he didn't give it all just for you? All right, so probably none of us listening today have those kinds of resources, but a good question to be thinking about. What has God given to you and what might he be calling you to do with that? How might he be asking you to share with those in need? Well, that's the fourth reason of seven of why God has given us money. And that's what we've been looking at lately on the program. Maybe there's a question that has come to your mind as you've been listening to the series. You can always ask your question to Pastor Ford by coming to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the contact link. Again, treasuredtruthradio.org and click on contact. Well, let's get back to the message. Once again, here is Pastor Ford. I, I want to quote Andy Stanley again, because you could tell it impacted me because I told you about it twice, and I just heard it two weeks ago. He said, when we give, it brings us joy. How many know it does? We talked about the sheep on Sunday, right? How giddy they are once they give up that wool. Yeah, but when we save, it gives us peace. Because I got a little something, something to fall back on. If a mercy hit, I ain't in a tragedy. And then he says, when we live off of the rest, it brings freedom. I'm not in bondage to anybody because the server, the borrower is servant to the lender. Hey, let me give you a couple of quotes uh, uh, because there's some people who said some things I think are so simply profound. When we give cheerfully and accept gratefully, everyone is blessed. That's what Maya Angelou said, when we give cheerfully and accept gratefully, everybody is blessed. I loved her and her quotes. They're so powerful. Listen to this. The purpose of life is not to be happy. It's to be useful, to be honorable, to be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you have lived and that you have lived well. No one has ever become poor by giving. So stated Emerson, but here's one of my favorites. The measure of a life, it's not its duration, but it's its donation. Oh, that's good, Corey Tim Boom. That's good. Let me say that again. I like that. Play that back. Rewind. The measure of a life, it's not its duration, but its donation. In other words, what are you giving? At funeral services, we're resurrecting this statement now because so many people, uh, millennials, haven't heard it. But all of us who have been in church done heard it so much, we're tired of hearing it. But whenever we hear it, we just, oh, yeah. We finish the statement in our mind. 
says, you don't control what's on the tombstone. You don't control the day of your birth and the day of your death, but you do control the dash in the middle. Now, what's going to be on that dash? What's on your dash? And so Proverbs 19.17 says, He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord, and that which he hath given will he, God, Yahweh, pay again. Did you hear what I said? That, that God says, listen, we need to understand something here. Notice, I'm not going to push them, I'm just going to drop them. I want you to notice it's universal. Whoever, whoever, which means that you don't have to be a believer, which explains to us why some of these people get rich because they use the principles that God has given to Christians that Christians don't use, and God gives them wealth because he can give it to them and work through them uh, to fund other things. That's why. Whoever. And, and so that's the mandate to the masses. But, but look at it. In other words, it's open to everybody. It doesn't matter. Lottie, dotty, and everybody. But notice, it's to the underprivileged. Poor. So the mandate, then it's the moneyless. People who don't have ought to be provided for by people who have. I knew nobody was going to say amen on that. I want you to notice uh, that it is unfettered. The word is give. And, and listen, the stem in the Hebrew tells us this, uh, that it helps us to understand not just that you uh, give, but the motivation behind your giving. In other words, it's unfettered. I have no motive other than to help. And what I'm giving, and you know, I tell you all the time, sometimes I help the brothers uh, out at Walgreens uh, because I feel compassion for them. And sometimes I throw them a dollar because I don't want to be bothered. Now, notice it's understanding. Get this. Understanding, what are you talking about? Lends to the Lord. Wait a minute. What does that do? You, you're not getting this. You're not getting this. What does that do? Or what should that do? It ought to change my mindset. Okay, I'm just going to say these three brothers are poor. I'm getting ready to give to them. No, I'm not. I'm lending to the Lord. I'm lending to the Lord. I'm lending to the Lord. That ought to change your mindset when you give to people who are homeless, who are hungry, who are hurting. You realize, no, 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 no. I am lending to the Lord. And the Lord is not like us. I know folk that I've loaned money to. And they told me they paid me Friday, but they didn't tell me it was one of the ones that would be in next year. <laughs> you got friends like that too? Yeah. And so it's undeniable that there is a reward. That's the manifestation. He says, listen, whoever, that's the mandate. He says, to the poor, that's the money list. Gives, that's the motivation. Lends, that's the mindset. And then he says, you ain't going to outgive me. That's the manifestation. That's it. Back in the day at Christ Bible Church, this is over 30 years ago. Let me tell you what happened. Over 30 years ago, I had five suits. I had just bought two new suits, and they were microfabric. The other three that I had were polyester. So I had five suits. But I was looking forward uh, to wearing one of them microfabric suits, man. You know, because it wasn't polyester. And PGM, back then we were connected with PGM, 
uh, had started a program where they were getting the men jobs, but they needed suits. And they asked the churches that they go to and minister to, would you get suits, collect suits for us? And we were collecting suits. And I went to my closet to collect suits. And you know what two suits I wanted to give them, two of the old polyester suits. And I grabbed them, and the Holy Spirit said, stop. You're going to give away what you don't want. You're going to give them something you don't even want to wear anymore. Give them the microfabric. I say, ain't nobody but the devil. There ain't no Holy Ghost <laughs> telling me, give away my two new suits. I wrestled with it for a few days on Friday. I gave those suits over to be given to PGM men. Sunday after service, Major Matthew, a pastor of one of our daughter churches, came to me and said, Pastor Ford, the Lord laid you on my heart. I said, he did. He said, he laid you on my heart for me to buy you two suits. I said, you got to be kidding me. He said, no. He, he, he laid you on my heart and said, buy Pastor Ford two suits. And then he also told me, buy him two pair of shoes, buy him two shirts, Buy them two tie and pocket square combinations like you wear. Now, anybody know Major Matthews is like Arthur Lyles. Them boys don't play. It wasn't polyester. It wasn't microfabric. It was 100% wool. And one of them was gabardine wool. And Stacy Adams shoes. Now, here's why I love sharing this. I said, Major, when did God put this on your heart? He said, Friday. <laughs> oh, I hate to get the Bible in this, but you know what I'm going to say next. What I'm going to say next. And now a word from our sponsor, Proverbs 28, 27. He that giveth unto the poor shall not lack, but he that hideth his eyes shall have many a curse. Proverbs 14, 21. Whoso stoppeth his ears at the cry of the poor, he also shall cry himself, but shall not be heard. Proverbs 14, 31. He that oppresses the poor reproacheth his maker, but he that honoreth him have mercy on the poor. Proverbs 22, 9. He that hath a bountiful eye shall be blessed, for he giveth of his bread to the poor. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, a message called Seven Reasons Why God Gave Us Money. And one of those reasons, the fourth one, is to share with those in need. And if you want to go back and listen to today's program again, you can do that when you come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. You know, Pastor, we often hear the word stewardship in Bible teaching and Christian radio, but how does that apply to supporting a program like Treasure Truth or Moody Radio? Well, I think we need to understand that uh, everything is God's by ownership and it's ours by stewardship. A steward is a manager of somebody else's things. Okay. And yep. so we understand it all belongs to God. And what we want to do is we have trusted God to provide us in our giving. Now we ask God to guide us in our giving. Hmm. And uh, 
what we do is we begin to pray and to ask. You know, we support our local church, and then we give to the organizations that build us up and edify us. The word edify is an interesting word. It literally means to build a house. Hmm. And when you listen to Moody Radio, programs like Treasure Truth and other Moody-sponsored programs, you're being built up in your most precious faith. And you want to make sure that that kind of thing can continue where you grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And that can't happen unless we have individuals who will give. Well, you can give online by coming to treasuredtruthradio.org and clicking on the donate button. Well, thanks for doing that and for listening. Thanks also to our producer, Amy Rios. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.